With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Josh Keaton, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. (laughs) This is Jason David Frank, Tommy the Green Ranger, and you are listening to the command center hey it's jesse rass and do you love comic books do you have opinions about comic books do you like hearing opinions on said comic books then you need to make the great escape and it's a small leap into another world we call the pull bag and you'll only find it here on the gcrn otherwise known as the geek cast radio network hello and welcome to the pull bag this is episode 435 that's right folks episode 435 holy crap we are <laughs> almost at the end of 2021 can you believe it no i cannot hey folks tfg and mike here sorry for the interruption this is episode 462 of the pull bag and it's probably even a completely different episode number than that but Jesse Raz and I recorded this months and months and months ago, and I just never got it out. It never got it online, so here it is now. Enjoy our conversation about Boom Studios, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Pink. Because real men wear pink. Didn't 2020 lose? Oh, wait, no, it didn't. It won. Where's Statler and Waldorf? Uh-huh. I know, right? Boo! Boo! Boo I am, of course... Man. That's right. I am, of course, TFG and Mike. As you can hear, I am joined by Mr. Jesse Raz. Hello, sir. Well, hello. Uh, how, are, how are you doing? Uh, <clears throat> the power protected you, my friend. <clears throat> no, it has not, sadly. But that's a long story that's at least uh, four months in the past at this point, because we're recording this two, well, yeah, four, two, seven, whatever number, however many months in the past it is. We're not talking about Time Force, we're talking about (laughs) Power Rangers Pink, so time travel's not a factor here, man. Dude, when I record podcasts, (laughs) time is always a factor. Not the recording time, but just the time around it, but yes... Real men read pink, folks. That's right. See? See what I did there? Come on. I thought my segue was better, but, you know, hey. Oh, come on. I'm taking something you did for the longest time, and I think you still do the real men wear pink stuff, usually uh, no, in Breast I, Cancer I that, Month. I, that was a, uh, that's, a, that's a great campaign that the American Cancer Society does, for those that don't know, um, where men get involved for uh, you know cancer research, specifically breast cancer research. Um, I did that once, um, and it, that's that's 
because they usually only allow those people that do it to do it once or twice. So that's so that's so anybody really? that doesn't call me, which is ninety percent of you, that's what he's referencing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a video in the show notes, folks. I'll put the pie video in the show notes, oh, folks. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, to get away from me, uh, <laughs> we are talking about uh, Power Rangers Pink. Uh, that is the, uh, I believe it was six part miniseries from Boom Comics. Yeah, from Boom Studios. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, well, well, this is this was a fantastic one. I know you've got all the info on the uh, writer, illustrator, yep. all of that good stuff. Yes, it was uh, written by Brendan Fletcher and Kelly Thompson. Uh, the story was by them. It was written by Brendan Kelly and Teeny Howard. Uh, the illustrator was done by Danielle DiNaluco. The colors were done by Sarah Stern. Letters by Ed Dukeshire. The cover, the main cover, was done by Babs Tarr. Uh, yeah, so Power Rangers Pink, and it this also, at least the trade does, the physical and the digital trade include a introduction by none other than Amy Jo Johnson, Little Miss Pink herself, Kimberly Hart. Which that really was cool. awesome. That was nice. Well, you know what? She, um, just to segue a little bit, Amy has, she stepped back a little bit from the limelight in the last, I don't know, 10 years. Um, you know, because she, you know, she's a, she came out and she's a very private person. And, you know, I think, you know, we all kind of take for granted that what actors, celebrities, whatnot, they must like being around people. They must like that. And, and, and she they don't. talked about struggling with that a little bit, but she's actually stepped back in the limelight and done a couple of things. And she uh, still totally embraces her, her pink ranger history. And, uh, it's, it's always nice to see her doing something like that for the fans. She's always very generous like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is very, very cool. And this story, uh, I have to say, I am a huge fan of Kelly Thompson. I've never been a huge fan of Brendan Fletcher. Uh, Mike, I lost you. There, Brendan Fletcher and a couple Mike. other people, I forget who originally did it, but when they took over Batgirl from Gail Simone of New 52 fame, I wasn't a fan of that direction for the Batgirl story, so in turn did not make me a fan of that writer. However, this is awesome hey mike i lost you for that like all of that so oh fuck <laughs> not all of that i you, right after you took up the last thing i said about amy then you i caught like a word and then you, okay. oh, damn it you can probably edit around me yeah i, I can that's fine, that's fine. We don't, you don't need to go back and redo that just just you know you talk and then we pick up yeah okay what was the last thing you said just so i know I I'll just I'll just pick it back up and you can just react to it. I'll just do it again. It's fine. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's not your fault. It's the lovely people at Zencaster or the internet connection or whatever. So I love this book, and I was surprised that I love this book because it is written by one of – like, I love Kelly Thompson. Kelly Thompson's mm -hmm. amazing. I love her writing. I love her work. I need to read more of her stuff. I read and reviewed all of her gem stuff that she did for IDW. I have never been a fan of Brendan Fletcher. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the man. It has to do with the writing and the direction that a different company decided to take with Batgirl – uh, well, obviously, you know, ah, the company folks, okay. you know, so it's like, 
going from what Gail Simone did to going to like a more teenagerish looking, teenagerish style written Batgirl, and I just I've never been a fan of his, but mm-hmm. this I absolutely Power Rangers Pink I absolutely love this. This is so so cool. Well, I remember when this first came out because I have been all on the the Boom Studios Power Rangers comic since the get go, and this, mm-hmm. if I, I, you know, I'm sure the internet will correct me, but I'm pretty sure this was their first like one off spinoff, like mini. Yeah, it pretty much had. was. Yeah, and I, and I was under the impression that every Ranger was going to get kind of a one off, and then they did this one. And then none of the other Rangers got one, and then they kind of moved on to other threads, which I think in the, in hindsight is good. Yeah. Because as much as I would like a Billy one-off or an Adam one-off or a Rocky one-off or an Aisha one-off, that would be kind of cool. Well, uh, but I, or- I think – well, I think some of them, you know, you could make the justification because, you know, Billy going off to Aquatar, you know, that would be that yeah. would be much better told than we have some random actor and some garbled audio and, you know, <laughs> yeah. he deserves a better send-off. So uh, Power Rangers he, Blue would have been better, would have been good. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Boom will do that. I am not current with Boom at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I'm reading them for the podcast kind of thing so Mm -hmm. i am not keeping up with a lot of comics currently because i just it's especially doing a podcast reviewing comics reviewing individual issues is extremely hard for me because you have to look at the scope of them on the individual issue not the overall story and that's what i prefer because I want the whole story now. Give it all to me. That's just the way I am. But, you know, um, because, and I don't think I'm spoiling it. I think you're kind of at this point, but you Mm -hmm. know, we already get um, in the, the main series. We always get, we, we already get a little bit of backstory about Jason Trini and Zach. Mm -hmm. Um, We get a little bit of this here, which is kind of conflicting in some ways. We'll get into that. Uh, I, I imagine later. Um, but like, but yeah, Billy would be a good one to get a little bit of backstory on that send off. Um, you know, Aisha might be because, you know, Aisha just kind of was like, Hey, I'm going to stay in Africa. Here's Tanya. Go have fun. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe kind of tweak her farewell a little bit, you know, yeah. or, or maybe talk about kind of like what they did with this one. Have Aisha have a problem that comes up post, uh, Post world going back to normal and her getting older, and then she needs Power Ranger help in Africa, maybe, you know? Yeah. You know, th- so there's avenues, and I think there's great storytelling. And I think, you know, I was telling you before we recorded, I think when these Boom Studios comics really work is when they exploit holes in the continuity of the show. You know, they use it and then build upon it as opposed to working against it. Cause it would be very easy to go, well, that was really kind of a cheesy ending. And so, you know what, we're just going to forget it happened kind of thing. Yeah. That's one good thing. Boom has been doing so far with these power Rangers comics is that they've found a pocket in time. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to sit here and say it's a what if kind of thing because you know a little bit, but this is more like this. This could have happened on the show and it wouldn't have messed up anything. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I'm saying, like, in most of these types of stories, it's a pocket in the timeline of, hey, by the way, this is what happened to Kimberly after the fact. This is years later. This is blah, 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 blah. And you have an adult Zach, an adult this, an adult that, and it works. And And I think think it's to their credit because, you know, the people they're appealing to are, you know, 30-somethings, 20-somethings that watch the show. And you can enhance that. Like, I remember this happened, but then fill in some blanks and maybe give more detail and make it a little bit more mature. I mean, you know, they don't have to necessarily be blowing heads off and stuff, but like make it a little bit more realistic or a little bit more adult, then I think that works to its credit. And, and so far I think a lot of what boom studios has done has been in that direction and it's worked. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Getting into the comic, the first issue we meet Kimberly and uh, she's uh, she's she's doing exactly what she you know what we said that she or what mm-hmm. they, she said on the show. She's uh, I think it's like the Pan Global Games, which is their yep. Olympics. Um, yep. She's out there competing, and you can tell just in one panel that she's you know won like five or six gold medals, you know all of that stuff. So she's being successful, but then she uh, you know in true Ranger Ranger fashion, something's something's not right. Something's not right, and she throws on a on a black leather motorcycle jacket and gets on her bike. Okay, Kimberly, that works. Hey, <laughs> hey, that works. We, hey, given what we know about Ranger Slayer and how all that comes up. Oh no, at, absolutely. Yep, it fits so well. Like I, this came out, I, I believe, before the whole Ranger Slayer art came it out. It did, yeah. And so that I gotta think there's been some there's gotta be some inspiration because when that came out, I immediately went back and it was like that's kinda like the Kimberly we saw in Pink. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I love yep. that. Yeah, and I love her new suit. Yeah, I thought that was that was a nice touch and and I love how uh in different situations, different scenarios, you know, the the suits have sort of changed a little bit they've taken a few liberties with it because you know the power comes from a different place or all that stuff it's a great way visually to show that and you know because the last thing you want to do if you're boom is go through and go well you know we could make the power ranger suits look cooler so we're just going to redesign them you don't (laughs) want to do that but this is a great way to go about doing that without hurting the original characters yeah, no, I mean, they're not, again, this story takes place years after she was a ranger. She no longer has any power until Zordon and Alpha contact her and say, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to share some of Zordon's energy with you so you can become a pink ranger again. And morphing the designs of the suits mm-hmm. works because you ha- you know, you look at this page where she has the new suit and... I love it, the black, the pocket. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's very motorcycle-ish compared, you know, compared to what she, her main, her civilian clothes yeah. are. So, you know, it works. It's cool. Yeah. And, and by the way, I loved, I loved the little loophole that they said. And again, the attention to detail, I think is what also makes these comics work. Cause Alpha says something about the way she got her powers back is that her powers weren't transferred by the sort of light, like Rocky Adam or Rocky Adam and Aisha and, and, right. Jason, and Zach, 
which they had to completely invent that because you know they wanted off the show. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. she didn't. That's not the way her powers were transferred. She had some like residual pink energy that the sort of light brought out. But I'm like, you could have just made something up that had nothing to do with the continuity of the show. But to take that little piece and then just build it. it's it's a panel. It's it's a throwaway. It's a total like technical thing. But it's like that took effort to go back and look up. Okay what is a plausible way we can get her back in spandex, you know? Yeah. So I, I, as a fan, again, I really appreciate those little nods, especially later on when we start talking about, um, Zords, <laughs> which is the, <laughs> my favorite part about this book, but we're not there yet. Nope. And come to find out, uh, at the pan global games, uh, Goldar and his minions are doing, uh, what they normally do. Trouble, but, mischief, trying to take over the world. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, there, there, there's nothing new here, but that, that's not a bad thing. It's, you know, again, going to us 30 and even maybe 40-something-year-olds who were 13 at the time when the show came out. Thank you very much, you young uh, whippersnapper. Uh-huh. Uh, you know... And remembering that Goldar just sits there and does evil for, you know, whoever he's working for, whether it's Rita or Zed or whatever. And the whole thing here is that her parents have been kidnapped. Her mom has been kidnapped. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, okay. Which, yeah, which again, though, it's again, it's very interesting to go back because uh, that was the other plot point of this is – uh, in the show is that Kimberly's mom, which it was a big deal that Kimberly's parents are divorced. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. Like that, that was the parents day episode. That was a thing. Yep. But she ends up marrying a French painter. And so, so for her, that's part of the reason why she's in France. So again, going back to the continuity uh, yep. uh, there. So yeah, so she hops on a motorbike, she gets there, you find Goldar, uh, who is, who is actually, you know, kind of to his credit because he was 100% loyal to Rita would never have pulled this with Rita, but Zed, he's always kind of, you know, trying to play his own little game here. So he's kind of out on his own with another monster. Yeah. This all, this whole little plot. Yep. Um, which is cool. And he's basically turning everybody, including Kimberly's mom into monsters. Yeah, into these weird like fish monsters. They're they're kind of yeah. like zombies. Like they the, they can bite you and sort of infect you, and um, you know they're they're a little strange. Um, yeah, who would have thought we would ever have fish zombies of all things? Right. There's three things I do not really. Two things I do not really care for is zombies and fish tacos. No, thank you. Oh, there you go. And then you got them all <laughs> all in one. But, you know, uh-huh. she, she – uh, so, it, you know, as she's going along, she finds this cave. She finds the, the hideout with Goldar and the monster. And, uh, you know, she realizes she's in over her head. And she meets – as she's leaving or whatever, she ends up running into uh, another another guy, another stranger, another character yeah. that we meet. Surge. Yes. Um, and, you know, so Surge kind of tags along with her for a little bit. And they kind of meet – but uh, then she goes off on her own and recruits two familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Training because out. she has to. Yeah. Which which it's really interesting. Uh, so here's here's one thing that I rereading this I, I'm like, 
kind of torn because it does the, it does get a little close to some continuity errors possibly mm-hmm. in the, the greater boom uh, timeline because yeah. if spoiler alert if you've not read ahead uh, Jason Zach and Trini when they leave they go off to do something else mm-hmm. and it's not run a karate academy and you know <laughs> peaceful wherever they're at uh, right you know so so but I guess conceivably there could have been enough time that that arc could have played out and she's, you know, cause I think when that arc plays out, Kimberly's still there. So maybe they're no longer doing what they were doing. And now this is post that too. So it, it, it's, it's not a complete continuity bur- breaker, but it, it did kind of make me go, huh? How's that line up? Yeah. Again, this is years in the future with Cause, the timeline. Cause cats and she's pink ranger. Yeah, Cat's Pink Ranger. So this is after, obviously, whatever. So the way I look at this is kind of like how you would look at a normal standard, let's say, for example, Samurai episode. They start at the Academy. Monster comes in. They go fight the monster at the end of the episode. They're back at the Academy doing the same thing. So maybe in Zack and Trini's case, they're at the Academy Kim goes to get them. They go off on this adventure with her, mm-hmm. and then they come back to the academy. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe, like, I said, I don't, like I said, it's not a complete. Like it's very much in the realm of possibility. Like I, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's mapped it. That's like this doesn't work because of this, or they they mapped it out and it's like this doesn't work. And you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't it? It's close enough that it doesn't spoil anything. Which is- and it doesn't really matter because. This is a one shot. Yes, overall the timeline, overall whatever. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal because again, this Mike, is the first. It's always a big deal. It's continuity. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, I normally I agree with you. Normally I'm right there with you, screaming. It's a big deal, man. What are you talking about? It's not a big deal. Yeah, I, I normally would be. Uh, <laughs> Would be uh, screaming right there with you. Less fishy sounding, but yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's believable enough yes. for me to say that Power Rangers Pink issues one through five exist slightly past. Like yeah. when we meet the actual Rangers with Cat and Rocky and, and Tommy and everybody, mm-hmm. they're on some other completely different mission that has nothing to do with what's currently going on. Exactly. At least it's, it's at the monster. time that this was published. Yeah. Well, it was kind know. of a monster of the week sort of scenario. Yeah. And that and that's okay. It works. Yeah. And and so what's really interesting is and what was cool is when this came out, you know, this was the first time we'd gotten a look at post Power Rangers Zack and Trini. Yeah. Um, so it was really nice that they, they got brought into this story and um you know, you find out they've got a little romance going, which which again, I don't know that watching the show I would have thought that, but you know what? It make it makes sense here. They make it make sense. Yep. And uh I I love Zach and Kimberly's like, You guys ready? Man, I haven't teleported in forever. Absolute right? best way to travel. It's cool. Yeah, it and, is very cool. And they have this kind of reunion with Zordon, uh, yep. who, you know, um, and she decides to share some of her powers along with some of Zordon's with Zack and Trini. And, um, you know, much like they did with the green, when when the Rangers all morphed via the lens of the dragon dagger, 
mm-hmm. and, they, and all of their suits were green. I thought yeah. this was a great nod that it's their colors, but there's the accents of pink. And again, yep. their suits are different reflecting the, where the power is coming from, but also where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really works. And those helmets look great though. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're real sharp. I like, you know, it, you know, I didn't know how I would feel with uh, Zach with a little bit of pink, but I think the black, the pink and the white, I think it fits. And I like his sort of like, hoodie that goes with his yeah yeah absolutely Uh, so fun yeah so this is where you know so we get in the story he's recruited them and then um you know in the bubbling in the background because zordon had zordon had mentioned that you know the power rangers are off world you know then somehow we get like a leaked kind of communication between uh tommy and kimberly and so now we have this heightened battle here, but we know that there's some other shit going on elsewhere, which kind of yeah. adds a nice other sort of level of danger subplot here. Yeah. Without having to focus on the main team yeah. right away, without having to make this not, not that they would have done this, thankfully, without having to make this a Tommy Kimberly thing yeah there is still that aspect to it but it's so far in the background i mean this mission is hers trini and zach's along with the two new rangers that are going to be coming up here so they have a whole team of of five yeah which is which is really cool and that and we get you know again we get a we get a female red ranger in this too later on we'll find that um, I do like, you know, you brought up Kimberly and Tommy. I do like that she acknowledges the Dear John. You know, she sent him a Dear John letter. She broke up. I like that it's it's at least acknowledged. And again, the, the, the emotions are there, but it's not, it's not so obvious and spelled out. It doesn't have to be, hey, folks, this is the 90s, and this is our third season, and we have to force feed, sort of force feed this into you. And don't get me wrong, I love Tommy and Kimberly. I love them as a as a couple. I love them as a, as the ideal '90s teenagers that would eventually have feelings for each other. What I'm saying is, is that the comics here can expand on or ignore. Or only give it, you know, a twala kind of feeling to it. Whereas they don't need, like, again, this book, this five-issue series is Kimberly's story. And right now, in her life, Tommy's off being Mr. White Dragon Zord and not dealing, you know, White Tiger Zord, Common Zord, whatever. But I'm saying, like... He's off, do you know, being the leader of the Power Rangers, the main yep. team, and she has this side of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think, I think, in, and it's gonna say it's gonna sound weird, but I think the acting in this book is really good because, or at least the characterization, because, like, again, Kimberly kind of acknowledges it through a speech bubble, but you can kind of tell through the way it's drawn and those brief interactions that it's a subtext that she's got there, but she's. Obviously, that's not her primary focus. She's a Power Ranger. She's got a problem Mm -hmm. dealing with and all that stuff. Um, Because, you know, as soon as the three of them come back, they're attacked. Uh, Kimberly loses the Sword of Light, which Zordon's like, hey, by the way, that's like a main line into (laughs) my power. Don't lose it. And she loses it. 
to to you know to freaking Goldar. And you know, if Goldar were half incompetent or half competent, he would have probably figured out a way to you know destroy Zordon with it. But you know, instead, he locks them up <laughs> and powers up. One of my favorite things about this story, it is Typhonus. Or Typhonus. Which is Cyclopsis and the the remains of the Thunderzords. And sweet baby Jesus was I excited when I saw that panel. Yeah, that was awesome. Like... I, again, like, cause, cause, you know, I had to think. I was like, well, what happened to the to the uh, Thunder Swords? They blew up. Rito Revolta, like, they blew in what was like a horrible trauma, trauma, you know, inducing episode. Like, yep. the Thunder Megazord's head fell off. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're totally in pieces somewhere, you know, in this giant Zord graveyard. Which, you know, who the hell knows what they do with them. <laughs> uh, you know, because the dinosaur, and it's and it's interesting they picked that because the dinosaurs, you know, according to the show continuity, don't exist anymore because they used those parts to build the thunderzords. Right. Uh, the thunderzords would be lying around in pieces at some point. So to see yeah. him take that and the remains of Cyclopsis, yeah, his own sword is so awesome. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely, it is, and. Uh, What's so funny is 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 the close up on that panel when we get the reveal of Typhonus and we see, like you said, it's the head of Cyclopsis with the body of, of the Thunderzord. Yeah. Get the close up as Kimberly stares at it. My firebird? Like again, I'm reading this in Comicsology Guided yeah. View. So literally that panel is my entire monitor right now. So essentially yeah. I'm looking at Typhonus's crotch. Exactly. Not that I want to. <laughs> Not that I want to. But uh... <laughs> what I do love, and I think I think there there are moments throughout the the entire Boom Studio series that I love the bond they have to their Zords. Yep. You know, because as one would, you know, she you know she's a flyer. She's done that. So I love that. Like they draw that that that's her primary focus. So she's like, oh my god, I thought that was gone forever. Now here it is because it's like. You've got the body of the lion sword. You got one of the arms of the tiger sword. You got one arm. It looks like of the red dragon sword with cyclopsis. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a cyclopsis leg, and then the blue uh, unicorn. And then, of yeah. course, you've got the the crotch and the butt of the firebird. You know, right there. So it's a total hodgepodge of it, and I, again, I freaking love it, and I love how like freaked out they are about it. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like when back in um, the last arc we did, the last main story arc, which was the one we n- both didn't really care for, um, the um, Beyond the Grid. Oh, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. yeah. When, when we did that, and and, and, and they had to put all their powers together to make the – like, I love that Boom is doing that with the story. Yeah. I love that that is the story of how all of these different rangers get a Megazord. Like, they don't all have to be on the same team. They can all pick off of – obviously, yeah. in this case, they are all on the same team. But, you know, they can all pick off of each other's powers. And, and it's all interchangeable, folks. It's all interlocked – interlockable yeah no i mean and it's great like it kind of reminds me of uh, you know later later on we get the the gravedigger zord 
mm-hmm. which is which again is a bunch of the the thunder zords repurposed and i love that idea that they picked up where somewhere like what i'm waiting for honestly is someone to realize that the dragon zord is still sleeping in angel mm-hmm. grove harbor mm-hmm. like we don't have any sort of final thing about the dragon zord it's just that the green ranger lost his powers and so therefore the dragon zord doesn't have power so it's still lying there so i'm kind of hoping that at some point somebody will take that and do something with it kind of like this where you have all these zords that are lying in pieces and you know everybody's sort of using them to make their own franken zord i wish and i don't remember so you'll have to remind me it's been a while whatever happened to tor uh he's the he's the same thing so he didn't get destroyed which okay. we find out in this in this book because is it? they use him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, they, okay. They yeah. Use him. So he it so that I mean again, as far as continuity goes, that that all checks out because uh all the other, you know, Zords have been kind of destroyed, but Tor wasn't there. They had, weren't using Tor mostly because they don't you know there's only so much Sentai footage of it. Um, <laughs> You're right. But, um and it was actually a real turtle in the Sentai. That's a weird thing. Um but uh, uh, or no, it was a guy. It was a guy, I believe. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was a weird sentai. Not one of my favorites, but anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's intact. So that part is there. So you know, we've got this big reveal of Ty- Typhonus, and you know, the Rangers are kind of locked up, and then you've got Surge in there, and they're they're trying to figure out what's going on. They gotta they gotta they gotta break out. They don't want to, you know, Goldar, yeah. all this stuff. Things seem like it's the end. And then they teamwork and, you know, figure it out. Yep. They teamwork it and figure it out. And, of course, somebody has to get a sprained ankle at some point in this terrain, though. Of course. Well, it's kind of cool. So they introduced this notion that the communicator has holographic technology, kind of like Tony Stark. Yep. And so they use their uh, communicator to make it look like the, you know, the the main Power Rangers team is here and to distract them. And they get freaked out. Yes. and which is, I mean, it's a cool ploy. Again, you know, it's a nice yeah. little device. And then, yes, as they're escaping, somebody's ankle gets twisted, and oh my gosh! And thank God it's not Cat because Cat always sound, <laughs> like found a way in the show to somehow get her ankle twisted. And Tommy and she didn't ask anybody else for help. It was like Tommy, come help me. And it's like, all right, all right, calm down. Well, you got to remember though, Cat originally was evil, so you know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like you know. You're a strong, independent woman, Cat. You can handle your, you know, you can handle this on your own. You know, I, I love Cat as a character, and I love, I love uh, the actress that plays her. But it was like, come on, come yeah. on, Kimberly wasn't this weak. <laughs> Again, I don't think it was. At least in the beginning, when she was still evil, I don't think it was weakness. I just think it was her being a woman. Anyway, Whoa, sorry. Okay. Well, anyway, so <laughs> they're escaping. They're, they're escaping. Uh, uh, Kimberly ends up getting through to the monster um, by telling it that she loves her and because mm-hmm. she realizes that's her mom. That yep. particular monster is her mom. So they get her on her side and then that helps them get back. Uh, mm-hmm. the darkness, they fight, they get their powers back. Um, and then, um, you know, they, they, they continue to fight and then they act as a diversion while all of the other hostages get out of there. Yep. Um, which is, which again is total like in Power Rangers fashion, you know. But you know, uh, in one of the and what's kind of interesting too in some of the Boom uh, comics, 
they, I don't want to say they kill, but they are very like deliberate about like they destroy monsters. They, you know, all this stuff. And so they have to show great restraint here because they know all the monsters are other humans. Humans, Yeah. Yeah. So they're having to kind of pull their punches a little bit. Uh, Kimberly gets into a sword fight with Goldar, which is pretty freaking awesome to watch. Yeah, it is. Um, and then something happens that anybody but Goldar would have seen coming. <laughs> a double cross. Of course. I mean, come on. How do you not? <laughs> See, that's the problem with Goldar. He raises up these, these, these underlings and like this, um, what's his name? I want to say zero, but I know it's not zero. Um, Which one? The dude who's, who double crosses him. The blue dude. Oh, Squat or Babu? No, no, no. The, oh, uh, the, the guy, the, the guy that's right here. Uh, after years without oh, ri- oh, oh yeah 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 uh, the the monster yeah the monster yeah yeah, yeah. because yeah the totally, monster yeah he's totally used him because a it's through his magic that the people are transformed but also he's the one that can control them which again only Goldar is dumb enough to not mm-hmm. have a contingency plan for this yeah uh, sort of built in and uh, I trying to I'm trying to remember what his name was I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I'll find it here in a second. But anyway, yeah. so he, so. you know, basically announces his double cross and steals Typhonus. Yep. Um, which is like, which they're both like, what? No, no, that's my Megazord. Yeah, like that's Goldar's Megazord. How dare you? Uh, Verto is Verto, is that's... yeah is it? I, I Verto Velcro something. Not to take away from the character's name, but I mean, I look at that and I'm like, ooh, that's kind of like my shoes as a five-year-old in the 80s. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Wow. Velcro. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, you know, Kimberly and, and Goldar, their sword fight sort of takes place inside Typhonus. She, she infiltrates Typhonus because, again, you know, these are, these are zords she's familiar with, which I think is a really, you know, which really makes sense. Um, you know, they sort of, they sort of go in there and, you know, he takes the Megazord out and all of this stuff. It starts filling with water (laughs) and she and Goldar kind of decide, all right, let's, uh, let's let's work together. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love, Golder has this line in here that, uh, that made me laugh. The noble little pink ranger encouraging my vengeance. <laughs> which I can totally hear Robert Axelrod rest in peace in my head, you know, ah, the noble little pink ranger engage, you know, which I do a terrible Goldar, but you know, mm-hmm. wait, he wasn't, Robert did not voice him. He voiced Zed. Uh, no, he voiced Zed and he did, uh, he did censor. He didn't do Goldar. 
No, that was uh, Karen Mann, I believe. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he yeah. was the the only reason why, and it's not because I don't love the man himself. No pun intended. The only reason why I remember this is because when I got to, uh, <sighs> I had to watch Team Knight Rider for Beyond the Night, our Knight Rider podcast. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. The voice of Beast sounds awfully a lot like Goldar. Huh. Because the truck beast in Team Knight Rider from 1997 is the same voice actor as Goldar. <laughs> well, that just disappo- that just yeah. I, and now that you say that, I'm like I totally knew that. But side note, and this is a little bit of a side, but whatever. Um, in the season of uh, uh, not Dino Fury, the season right before it, Beast Morphers. Yeah, Goldar Maximus comes back, and it's not him. It's not his voice, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, come on! What's wrong with you people? Yeah, he comes back the same episode that uh, Austin St. John comes back with. Mm-hmm. I remember I, that. Yeah, I watched that episode with my son, having remembered that you know when I was a little older than him, watching Power Rangers for the first time, and my wife in there, and Austin St. John comes in, and I just start giggling. She goes, "What?" I'm like. He's not a good actor, but oh my God, he's so good with this. Like, you know, it's just, and it's not just, you know, it's not Austin to, to all the Austin's fault because it's, it's powering. There's only so much. It's, yeah. I mean, there's only but, so much you can do. And, and the writing on that episode could have been so much better, but still, it's just like, I all of a sudden was eight years old again, watching him going, ah, it was really cool. Yeah. But I would, but it yeah. would have been cool if they'd gotten him to voice Goldar Maximus, but they didn't. And so anyway, but again, I can hear him in my head talking about the pink Ranger. Cause you know, he always made comments about the little pink Ranger uh, on the show. Um, so anyway, so the, you know, Zach and Trini are fighting off the monsters and, and everybody else. The Megazord is kind of going off on its own. The, the water's filling off. There's this great back and forth between, um, Goldar and Kimberly about an escape pod. And he's like, I'm not a coward. <laughs> um, you know, these are, these are, you know, made from some of the greatest Zords ever to be down. And then she asks, and this is what's really cool. Are any of the Zords complete enough to fly out of here? And he's like, you know, uh, you know, I found these Zords in pieces. This is no Megazord Ranger, which I thought was awesome because it's like, Nope, this is one robot. This is not, you know, yeah. I'm not smart enough to do what you and Zordon did. These aren't five individual Zords. This is one giant thing. You deal with it. Yep. Um, you know, he merged it with the technology of Colo- uh, Cyclopsis. Uh, any of the larger Zords are too intertwined with Typhonus's power. And that's where she gets the idea to take her Firebird, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, seeing the Firebird, man, that that's just awesome. Well, again, it, it's kind of one of those things that, like, it's it, it's like the best fan fiction is totally yep. uh, what it is. And, um, you know, so they siphon off some power. You get to see in the cockpit. She flies off with them. Uh, you know, um, you know, they go through this and, you know, Goldar is trying to get them to, to shoot him. <laughs> won't. Then, of course, oh, look, shock and surprise, Goldard takes off and betrays them. <laughs> of course he does. Now, uh, see, he wouldn't have been – he might have betrayed them, but he wouldn't have been able to take off and betray them if Zed didn't give him back his wings. This is true. This is true, which I – that was something I was glad they returned back to him because I know they kind of – he kind of came and went with them. Uh, that, I always thought that that kind of made him a little scarier. 
somehow the wings always made him scarier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and if you'll notice, I think it's sometime in season two or season three, the face mold for Goldar changed when they weren't reliant on the Sentai footage. So his yep. teeth were bared a little bit more, and he was much scarier with that. Yeah, much scarier. Um, but anyway, so he jumps out. Kimberly's flying the the Firebird. The Firebird gets taken down. Um, you know, Goldar takes uh, uh, Verdo, flies off with him, and they kind of uh, they kind of regroup and they're like, you know what? We're not a full team. We need more people, and. Uh, <laughs> That's when she recruits Surge, and is that his sister? Or, or yes, yeah, that's his sister. Yes, yeah, Surge and his sister, and you know they siphon off more of poor Zordon's powers to give to two strangers. <laughs> you know what, though, unlike the blue whatever it was in the last one that I did, not the blue Centurion, but the other, the the one from the more recent series where I kept bitching about it in the last episode we did. Again, uh, beyond the grid, the, the the dude who went back into the Sentai zone or something or other. I forget what his name is. But anyway, yeah, like unlike that, which I just didn't give a crap about. This is let's just call it a self-contained story based on Kimberly, based on what she's going through and yeah. people she meets. This isn't tr- this isn't boom being told by Nickelodeon to incorporate a character from the upcoming series or from the latest series that may have just ended. This is them just being able to take a character we saw at the beginning of this and by almost the end of it, you know, it's like a weird twist of fate that, hey, you can have Serge and his sister be the other two members because you already had the classic team with Kimberly, Trini, and Zach. Yeah. Well, and, and I had. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, oh, I have to. Yeah, you go. You go. You're caught. You're choked. I have to say that throughout half of this book, this entire five issues, anytime Trini gets the spotlight with Kimberly, with Zach, with whomever, I'm like. Fuck, I wish she wasn't dead in real life. I know, right? Because I keep thinking about Thoy every damn Trini scene. Yeah, I mean that was that was a tragedy for for many, many, many reasons. And you know, I think uh and I I will say I think honestly, like I, I think that is something that is amazing about the comic books, is I think they really do her just ah You broke up, I can't hear you. Great. Come on, Zencaster, do your fucking job. Yeah, you're not. I'm sorry. You're there doing, oh, sorry. the connection. To, yeah, connection. Yep. Okay, sorry. so um, I'll, that I'll is. Okay, good. Okay, I'll pick it up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the thing about, about with Trini in these comics that I think is really good is I think they are doing the actress and the character, I think they're really doing her justice because I think just like they have with many of them, they're really filling out the character a little bit. And I think the fact that it's making us miss the person mm-hmm. is, is a credit to, to what they're doing. And I think, it, I, I think it is very, uh, I think it's very respectful. Yes, 
Absolutely, I agree. You know, because they could have easily sort of shied away from her a little bit just because, you know, they're like, well, she's no longer with us. I don't, you know, but they, they kind of lean into that a little bit and they really breathe some life into that character just as they have with many of the other ones. But uh, as fans who, who miss her and know that, you know, we'll never get that character again, uh, I think it, it is it is very nice to see. Yeah. Um, and, and I was going to, what I was going to say it, too about this choice is it was very brave to make Serge's sister the Red Ranger and not the Blue Ranger because they could have easily done that. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember if that issue with Grace being the Red Ranger had come out yet when this was done. I'm pretty sure it did. I'll have to double check. It, it might have. It might have because it kind of came out. It came pretty early on. But so this is the first or second iteration where they've made the Red Ranger a woman, and I think that's I think that's awesome. And I would. Hey, really I'm all for it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, think I would love to see. And they're hamstrung by the Sentai. You know, Hasbro's kind of decided they might do their own thing. But I would really like to see a female red ranger leader you know in the series for real not like samurai mm-hmm. where they kind of did it um you know um i think that would be or not like um or not like the, spd where they the did A-Squad. it but she was evil yeah yeah the, the a squad um for sure you know what the a squad stands for folks a bunch of assholes that's there what it stands go. for <laughs> um but yeah so i think that's i think that's really cool that they made that decision to do that and then um you know, Kimberly strikes a deal with Goldar, you know, all this stuff because she realizes they he needs her more than she needs them. And so uh, <laughs> I love this no killing sort of pact. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, you know, but they it's start very loosely based. Uh, you know, they, they start setting traps for these things. Um, you know, it's very, it's sort of home alone. Like, you know, they start setting, you know, all going through the town and setting all these things up and, you know, uh, yeah. and then they cut comes the confrontation with Typhonus and Verto. Yep. And I, you know, what's really cool too. And I'm glad, I'm glad they did it because I was thinking that when I read it, Verto pretty much calls Goldar out and it was like, um, First off, you're working with the Power Rangers. Second, you know, I wonder what Lord Zed and Rita are going to say when I tell them about all of this. Yes. Um, which is really cool to see uh, Goldar once again being blackmailed by everybody. <laughs> because that's what – look, you know, we say we want certain stories told by a certain way or a certain character done a certain way, and that's great. What I would love to see at least once – Something happened to Goldar for him to either denounce the evil entirely and become good or for him to go the other way and go become more maniacal, more intelligent, more eviler than he already is. He has the animal instinct, no pun intended, but he lacks the intelligence. Like... Yeah, well, and you know, we did get a little bit of his backstory there for a hot second in the main, yeah, uh, the main continuity, and they kind of like deviated away from it. Which I was like, "Come on, guys, you're teasing me with some stuff. Give, give, give me the meal." Mm-hmm. Um, well, but that's kind of hard though because uh, you know the Z wave. 
That's that's true. Yep. Um, Again, you, know, you have to worry about all the all the continuity of it all. Well, yes and no. I mean, Soul of the Dragon addressed Finster. I mean, Finster wasn't destroyed by the Z-Wave, but he was made good. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that Goldar reformed by the Z-Wave. He wasn't destroyed by it. I don't remember... I don't. I remember when it hit Zed and Rita, they basically turned human. Yeah, I they did. I don't remember what happened to Goldar. I think he might have turned to dust. I don't remember. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't quite remember what happened when it hit him. But again, you know, you can fudge with things a little bit, you know, for for storytelling and things like that. I mean, again, we didn't see what happened to Finster, but in Soul of the Dragon, it, you know, came out. Hey, he's still living on Earth. Um. Yep. So you know, so they're fighting. You know, they're fighting the Zord. They're fighting Virto. And then, okay, here's here's the one part of this that I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> Alpha sends in the shark cycles, <laughs> which I hated as a kid. Even at like age 10, I knew what this was. I knew what this was just something to sell. And I didn't, I never wanted them. I never wanted, I didn't think they looked cool. I didn't want motorcycle, you know, whatever. They looked dumb. They made no sense because they could teleport. And then Alpha goes, I gave them an upgrade. Flight. Okay, so... Just teleport them there, man. (laughs) So looking at the shark cycles again, yes, I agree. They Flying fucking sharks, dude. I mean, you're literally jumping the shark. Okay, yes, but there is a flying shark poet in Transformers named Skybite that everybody loves. Now, the funny thing with these shark cycles here is now that they fly, I'm like, I'm looking at Kimberly's specifically in that panel where where Britt says, I've always wanted a motorcycle of my own. Yes. Uh, you know, that panel, I'm looking at Kimberly and I'm like, holy crap. You get rid of the wheel on the front of that thing and get rid of the fin on the bits, almost like a sky sled from Masters of the Universe. A little bit. Well, what's what's really funny, and when I when I was first reading this, Kimberly's on her motorcycle in the beginning, and she's Mm -hmm. driving, and she mentions the shark cycles, and I was like, God, what a piece of continuity to bring up, but also, God, those things are stupid. <laughs> and then, sure as shit, they brought him back. And I'm like, that's why you put the damn line in there. <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, God. You know what it reminds me of? The bullshit ending of Forever Red. Hey, 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 you leave Forever Red alone. Forever Red was great until. They ran out of money to animate Serpentera. And then the only way they could get money to finish the damn episode is if they featured this stupid motorcycle that was never featured in Wild Force again. And so Serpentera was finally brought down by the Wild Force equivalent of a fucking shark cycle. It still doesn't take away my enjoyment of Forever Red. I can overlook one 
Oh no, I love that. I cycle. love that episode. Okay, every Red Ranger at the time there, morphing mm-hmm. all that good stuff. No, 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 no. I can totally watch it, but it makes me sad every time because I'm like, we are. It, honestly, it was it was probably one of the best team ups, most faithful team ups, reunion yeah. shows that they've done. But the ending just fell apart because they could because fucking Saban wouldn't give them more money. And it's like, man, that had the potential to be something even more amazing than it was. But you got cheap. Um, But anyway. Back to back to everything, you know. We get back. So the shark cycles—they're distracting Typhonus. They, uh, you know, they get back in the uh, the Firebird, and they, uh, you know, they have uh, they trigger some sort of like repair feature where Typhonus draws it in and yeah. like locks it in. You know, it's. It's kind of like in uh, Independence Day when they go, you know, and they go to the moment. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, you know, it's not as 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 ham-fisted as that was. I mean, it was it's, it's a little bit, but it works. Again, but it works better than the shark cycles. Well, true. Uh, anything is better than the shark cycles. Yeah. So, you know, Goldar tries to kill Virdo. They get in there. Um, uh, you know, he calls off Typhonus, and then they coerce uh, Virto to start changing people back. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Yeah, they they change. He, he's supposed to change them back, but he doesn't. And her mom ends up like giving Virto this weird monster fish hug. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and of course, you know, everybody doesn't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so changes her back. But then how do the rest of them get changed back? Does he do that? It's I don't think he does. Like, okay, so he grabs her mom's face and does that. But let me see here. How does everybody else? Kimberly starts holding his I, his scepter, his trident, and so oh no, yeah. it looks like he's changing the back. You can see in the back of the come on guys panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he yeah, he's doing it. Okay, it. He did it. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's just he's doing it in the background, and the story is focused on the foreground of yeah. of the characters until he's done, kind of thing. And I like that they focus on her mom here in this story and not the whole, like, okay, so her mom got remarried. They're living in Paris or France or what, whatever. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, I'm glad that her dad is not a part of this. Like, I don't know where he is and I don't really whatever. But, well, again. Well, he, he So after Kimberly and her mom hug, the next guy that we see transform is her stepdad. Yeah, her stepdad. But but what I'm saying is because they were divorced, her dad, her actual biological father, I don't care that he's not in the – like he's he's not an angel grove. He's not part of the story. Yeah. Um, Um, You know, then then Goldar goes off and kills Virto. Shockingly. Of course he does. Uh, And we get a Zach and Trini kiss. 
Yes, yes, we do. I kind of like that. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, we get a Zach. Yeah, that's, that's how we know that they're, they're an item. Yep. yep. Um, and then, you know, we think everything's over. And then we find out that uh, that Tommy and the others, uh, they need some help. Of course so, they do. Uh, so this is where, you know, again, I'm shocked that they didn't include the dragon sword in here somehow. But this is where we find out that Titanus, which we know about because they use Titanus with the, the, the ninja zords. Mm-hmm. And and Tor are still alive and kicking, baby. Yep. And uh, you know they they oh. get them, and uh, these you know replacement uh, rangers, you know they hook up and make this you know crazy like traveling ultra zord. Um, yes. Which I have the toys. You could, you might be able to finagle Titanus into Tor if you could open the whole thing up. So that's at least by toy scale, it's not impossible. It's a little tweet. So that is that is possible. Uh, yeah, but we get a. I rare- mean, the way it looks in here is the way it's you know Tor is essentially the bottom, Titanus yeah. is the middle, and then the rest of the Zord is is riding them both. Yeah, so that could uh, work. Yeah, I know it could work, but I love that we get serpent. We get more Serpentera in this because it just mm-hmm. kind of went away <laughs> with the Thunder Zords, you know. Which you know, ninja stuff. There's some changing the guard, but you know, and then then of course Serpentera just be kind of came the the escape vehicle and that before the Winnebago. But I love that we get that versus the uh, the Ninja Zords, yes. and we get this sort of Mexican standoff here between the between the two teams and. And all that stuff, and then, boom! To the rescue comes Typhonus and the two carrier zords. Mm-hmm. Which we never see. This is the first time that we and actually see the cockpit of uh, of ta- of uh, Tor. And yes. uh, I think Titanic, because Tor was always the carrier zord. Tor was always let me store your toys, yeah, kind exactly. of thing. And I don't say that as. I don't say that lightly in, in, in the fact of, oh, my God, this 80s cartoon was just made to sell toys. I don't say that like that. I'm saying that's all we ever saw in the show of him was as a Zord carrier, not an actual – he is an actual yeah. oh, Zord. No. But yeah. Well, but he doesn't not- really – he doesn't really do much in the Sentai, so there's not a lot you can do with him. Exactly. As it is. Whereas here, you could make him do a whole bunch more because you're drawing a comic. And as you've already stated, he was, uh, you know, he was never destroyed and you could use him, you know, however you want. Yeah. Oof. And, you know, so I, so I like that. But, uh, which side note, by the way, I have those toys. I didn't think that the Red Dragon mm-hmm. act- and the Tigers would actually fit in there. They do. It's cool. Of course they do. Well, but there's also there was also a Target variant that had a smaller Tiger Zord and a smaller Red Dragon that would fit in there. So I didn't think it actually did, but it does. Mm-hmm. It's cool. um, so anyway, so they land. Uh, they don't actually tell the other Power Rangers who they are. Uh, they, they not don't right really, away. No, uh, they don't really. Well, they don't really. 
Um, Kimberly gets out of this. That's and, true. Yeah. And Tommy never, and Tommy never knows that Kimberly and that's the way she kind of likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Zach flies tour on a kamikaze mission to destroy the disruptor, the disruptor that is, uh, jamming up the ninja sword, uh, mm-hmm. while Typhonus kind of distracts and, uh, Titanus just sits around and does nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, they kind of stand there and a lot to allow the Power Rangers to run to their Zords, which again, they can teleport, but whatever. <laughs> um, you know, and there's this epic fight uh, between, again, Typhonus uh, and uh, Serpentera. And then we get, uh, you know, of course, the Power Rangers in true form, the, the Ninja Falcon Zord or whatever they mm-hmm. called it. Um, fighting alongside to- Typhonus, which was really cool. Uh, yeah, it was super awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you get the Falcons or, and then eventually, you know, uh, you know, they win and they fly back and, um, you know, they fly their crash resorts and, um, you know, Kimberly gets, I, I do like this, that Kimberly kind of gets a little melancholy here because, even though she got to come save the day, she realizes that all of this happened and she never knew this, this, mm-hmm. this world has gone on without her. Even though she's happy, it's still, it's still a little bit sad. Yep. But again, she's making new friends. She has the old friends, yeah. you know, and you know, it leaves us with a really great message about who she is and who the friends are, the, the new friends that she's made and who, you know, who Zach and Trini were always. And, you know, we get, wait, no, not the end. And, you know, she goes, sees her mom and her stepdad. Apparently somehow she won the pan global games during all of this. I don't know how the hell that happened, but okay. You know what? It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. It's it's not going to like, Oh my God, I'm docking four stars because she didn't blah, 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 whatever. Because, you know, and then, you know, we kind of end with her, Zach and Trini at the, at the cafe. And I'm like, Oh man, I remember, I kind of remember when this was published, but looking at that, uh, looking at that phone screen, man, Oh boy, there is no more 50% on, uh, on the iPhones anymore, folks. It's just a battery bar. Yeah. 13, my butt. Anyway, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, but so I like this, you know. Yeah, she- I liked it. it w- well, I was just saying. And then we also wrap up with the two friends that we that we made, so mm-hmm. um, which you know what? It would have been really cool if uh, if somehow they could have figured out a way to maybe incorporate some future rangers or like somehow some ties there because it does kind of stink. Like they're one time rangers, they know about this stuff, but they don't. That's it, you know. So it would be cool if they, if yeah. someone line, they kind of come back, but it's, it, as you said, it's, it's a, it's a sub par, it's a subplot kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not bad. And I love her internal monologues in this, but, uh, but I did get something uh, wrong. Uh, I talked about her and Tommy and, uh, it makes more sense. It's the end of this series that motivates her to give Tommy the dear John letter. Yeah. Yeah, because that's part of her lament. You know, her and Tommy are sort of 
there's sort of an item still and, and all of this went on and he didn't even tell her about it. And, you know, that's, mm-hmm. I think, that, I think that was a, it gives more meat to her breaking up with him than as a, po- just opposed to ah, I'm breaking up. Yeah. Yeah. It gives more to her character. It, again, she's going through all of this. Meanwhile, the, the rest of the main team are off doing their thing. And, Tommy's not really, not really paying attention. He's, you know, he's trying to save the world at the moment, and he's got Cat there, and he's got to, you know, take care of whatever. But you know, it's not a bad thing. I really dig this story. I really think they did a wonderful job of telling us a full-on Kimberly story. Yes. That it did not need to be, well, they won't they. Are they dating? Are they going to break up? Are they going to get married in the future? Nobody freaking knows. But, but you know what? I think they did something, though, that um, that did sort of help with the Kimberly character. Because there is, there is in the Power Ranger fandom the, you know, division of Team Cat, Team Kimberly – kind of thing mm-hmm. and you know Kimberly doesn't come off looking so great in that episode where he gets the letter because she's like she says something has happened here this kind of gives that a little bit of context and so you don't think yeah. that Kimberly was cheating on Tommy right no 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 her life has changed so that yeah. is kind of nice that they did throw that in there because again this has all been a nice enhancement of the character that Amy Jo Johnson built and uh, the writers on Power Rangers. So, so yeah. So I think all in Absolutely. all, I, I think I think that is the strongest uh, bit of criticism and, and like um, review I can give is that this was a great enhancement of Kimberly Hart, the character created, you know, and built by Amy Jo Johnson and the writers on Power Rangers. I think this added so much to that character and didn't in any way, shape, or form take anything away. Yeah, absolutely. No, it it took nothing away from it. It, Like you said, it only enhanced it. If I'm rating this on our 0 to 5 scale, which includes half points, I'd probably give it a 5, honestly. I really enjoyed this. There were little things, but not enough of little things for me to take off any real major points to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, four point five fucking shark cycles. No, no I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'll get no, no I, fucking shark cycle. I mean, <laughs> because as much as I hate them, that it was a good use of of sort of extraneous continuity and this this total like thing that was built for like a couple of episodes to sell some toys. I still think making them fly was fucking stupid, but I, you know, but again, I will overlook that and I will give it a five. <laughs> oh man. Flying shark cycles. What's God, next? Damn it. It just, Oh, that's almost as bad as, as uh, jetting. Do you remember that? Yes. That was, that was even worse. It's like they can teleport. Did you forget they can teleport? <laughs> Oh, tell us how you really feel, Jesse. God, it's like it's like it just it looks stupid as a kid, and it looks stupid now. It's just 
ah, the metallic armor that was, you know, I, I at least overlooked that, but it was just like, so we put glitter on their fucking spandex suits. Okay. You know, I realized that the movie suits were a little too hard to make, you know, to and not as uh, they couldn't stand the punishment of the spandex suits, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like, well, maybe you could use the movie suits as the metallic armor, but it wouldn't have worked. But still, it's like, come yeah. on. Ugh. Yeah, no, it, it wouldn't have worked. And I think maybe. The movie suits would look great in the comic, depending on how they were used. But again, you're talking about a specific yeah. moment in, I, I think, in the comics so far, because we're about to get to other things later on. Uh, mm-hmm. Most likely, it's probably going to be sometime in 2022, with finishing up volumes 11, 12, 13, and 14, which is the final arc of the main original main first ongoing series, and then we'll branch off into whatever the hell else they're doing now. Yeah. But, you know, the necessarily e- necessary evil arc and whatever that has, like, there's only so many loopholes. There's only so many time pockets you can put your change into yeah. to figure out where to use things. Now, if they decided to do a movie comic one shot where it's an adaptation of the movie for some sort of I don't know anniversary that's coming up in 2025 that would be yeah. kind of cool I don't but know I don't that know I, I don't know that I need I, a movie comic you know the movie kind of was what yeah. it was and I, and I don't yeah. know it, it I don't know that I need anything I, I don't need them to add in the movie in any way like I think the movie stood alone and it has its flaws it has its, you know, it has its moments, um, but I don't think because I think a lot of structurally what was wrong with the movie was all was all visual. I don't think you know because it's like the suits were cool, but it wasn't the suits from the TV. So you know you don't really need a comic book to fix that. Also the Zords, also the the Ectomorticons, the CG on that was abysmal. <laughs> You don't really need a comic book version of that to fix that. I think story wise, I think the TV show did enough with the story to make up for what that is. I don't think you need, I don't think you need a special like movie comic book. Um, yeah. You know, and again, and, and, the, and the funny thing is about the CGI that was 1994, 19. I mean, it re- was released in 95, but they were probably yeah. producing it in 94. CGI was just on the verges of becoming what it it's, is now. So it was still better than that. <laughs> it was still better than that at the time. I mean, again, like looking at that, it's like, just put some dude in a suit, man. Just, just put the fucking suit in. There. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, All right. So a four and a half and a five. I'm giving it a power interest. Officially people. on the record. I'm giving it a five. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Anyway. See, folks. Shark cycles. You can jump them, but it doesn't really matter in the end. Because uh... <laughs> you know the story is way better than just one moment. You know that. Oh, it is. It to- like I said, it All totally right. is. And I give them credit for using it. You know, at least they at least they brought in something like that. And and it's very uh, it's very reminiscent with the timeline with where they're at on that too. So like again, there was a lot of work put into where this fits into Power Rangers canon time, and I appreciate that a lot as a yeah. fan. I really appreciate the thought and put into this and making it make sense. Even if you didn't have the other Boom Studios background, like comic going, you could pick yeah. this up and it would make sense in context of the TV show. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. All right, folks, coming up here in November 2021. Next week, Jesse will be back as we head down the psychopath. So that's going to be interesting. I'm excited for this. I've been asking for more stories like this. (laughs) I figured you were going to like this one because of how they handle it and what's done and whatever. Well, these Uh, miniseries, I've, you know, I've maintained, you know, we got the Psychos Path and then, of course, there's the Time Force one. They need to keep mm -hmm. using these to tie up loose ends. And there's supposedly one around the Phantom Rangers supposed to be coming here. I've um, heard that, yes. Relatively soon. So it's like they've got if they can do the Phantom Ranger, then they can tell us what the hell happened to the Zeo Crystal. <laughs> it became the one, two, three crystal. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. You you can tell, folks. Jesse kind of has a thing about uh, the continuity. I just want to know, like, like they left some big things, and it's like this is what I love about the comics is these are great ways to. I'm not even going to say retcon, but just come up with a creative solution that doesn't require the resources of a television show. So you can come up yeah. with an in canon explanation for something that we are never going to get in context of the TV show. So it fills in some holes for those of us who grew in there and it enhances the viewing pleasure. Absolutely. I That's agree. what I want from this. That's what I'm hoping. You know, soul of the dragon did a, you know, it was great. Uh, Psycho's yeah. pack. We'll talk about that. It, it answers some questions that were sort of left, you know, there you have this opportunity the biggest one is what the fuck happened to the Zeo crystal and why were there in goddamn cars afterwards? Oh, that's what it is, folks. He's salty that's about the cars. We went, we went from freaking stronger than before to go turbo. Hey, no. There's nothing wrong with going turbo. But it seems I mean, like it's you know. step down. The Zeo Crystal, like it's supposed to get more and more powerful over time. And then for some reason in the fucking Turbo movie, Cat goes to morph once, falls in the water, and uh-oh, can't use Zeo powers no more. You got me. It's the fucking water. And I know Can't you tell things- folks... And I know there's deleted scenes where they talk about a little bit of what happened. Like I've heard those interviews and stuff. I just want some, I just want what we got with power Rangers pink six issues to go. Okay, here's what happened. Let's move on. 
Anyway. I, I, I can't stop laughing, folks, because Jesse is just so I like uh, I, listen, I'm a fanboy. I have you know, <laughs> I have a collection of Zord. I had to move my command center to get my copy of Power Rangers Pink. You know Oh I'm heaven very, forbid you have to move your toys around to pick up the comic book. Currently <laughs> I am in the I am in the process of making my own life-size power blaster i have the axe and the power sword made i'm in the process of billy's power lands wow yeah so when i say like you know i i like this stuff i i'm a fan through and through not questioning your fandom uh, there, there's other things that we can question is there anything Yes, absolutely, as always. Is there anything you would like to promote in November 2021? Thanksgiving's coming up, folks, and uh, oh boy, I'm already feeling turkey drunk at this point. Yeah, no, just just everybody enjoy what time you get, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this, may the power protect you. Absolutely. Where can the people find you online, sir? Uh, you can find me on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. Or, uh, I'm on Snapchat. I never check it at Jesse Rass, J E S S E R A S. There is no ass in Rasmussen except me. And, you know, but spelling wise, no. <laughs> uh, so you can find me there. You can always hit me up, uh, follow me. I'll give you a follow back, all that good stuff. And uh, if you want to chat Power Rangers, uh, I'm always down uh, to chat that comics. Uh, you know, I'm I'm up on some, not up on others, and uh, and yeah. So uh, I'm 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 always down to uh, to chat with a fellow Power Rangers fan. There you go, very awesome, folks. I am at TF2 and Mike on Twitter. You can hear all the other contact info in the outro. Make your great escape into comics, and may the power protect you. And we will catch you next week. When we head down the psychopath. You've just heard the latest episode of The Pullback, the GCRN's first comic review and discussion podcast. There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode and all of our different podcasts. You can rate and leave a review for the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Become a fan of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thepullbag. Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Pullbag and at Geekcast Radio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you. Let the power protect you. <laughs>